Welcome to the Pair Nerds Podcast. My name is Erica. That is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I have stolen your identity. And my name is Jesse Gus Gus. Yes. That's me. Yeah, Um, that's you. Welcome. Thank you for listening. We have a bunch of listeners. You guys are just like so cool. And thank you. And I'm just going to throw this out there. If any listener wants a Pair Nerd sticker, just DM us your address and I'll mail you one. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a cute little sticker. And, um, you know, we want you to have it. You listen to us and we love you for that. So just just tell me your address and I'll send it to you. Yeah. And you can you can stick it wherever you want. You can put it on your car. Your on laptop. Your... Your laptop musical instruments yes yeah your yeah your hydro flask uh legally i'm gonna say you shouldn't put it in like bar bathrooms or something but no you i mean i approve of it the bar might i'm like not, if it ends up there that could be it, promotion put it in a bathroom, <laughs> it, in a bathroom. <laughs> it has a qr code on it so people might like see it and scan it that'd be great for us totally Totally. Erica, I'm going to read you this review from Smooth My Balls. It says, My balls have never been so fresh. (laughs) I just had to have a morning dump and thought, why not do something productive while I'm waking up? Came out with my SMB trimmer, whipped it out like a Wild West cowboy. Never thought my balls would be so silky and smooth. Wait, wait, wait. So this was happening mid-dump? Nah, I know. I think uh, he just was dumping and was like, hey, my balls don't look great. Let me whip out my trimmer and smooth them. Okay, because I'm thinking like as you are dropping. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) That that would be really impressive, honestly. (laughs) So anyway. Uh, uh, So if anyone wants to have smooth balls like this Wild West Cowboy, just go to smoothmyballs.com. Use code PARANERDS at checkout and you get 15% off. Do it. We care about the look and feel of your genitals on this podcast. Yes. Yes, we do. Well, I'm going to scare the hell out of you with deep dive, so I want you to give me some fun beforehand. All right. This is an article I found on CNN. Really? Yes, CNN Travel. Um, It is about a place in Thailand that it is said that there, the huge Buddha statue there is a place where aliens communicate with humans. Hmm. Okay. Yes. And nearby, there's also a lake that is said to be used as a portal to the alien planets. That um, one? that's quite the claim. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is a place near Bangkok uh, called Nakhon Sawan, which translates to City of Heaven. And it is a small, chill town, and you can go there and have telecommunic- telepathic communications with aliens. Which, um, and these aliens are said to be Buddhist, too. So I never thought fun. that, like aliens would choose to have like a human religion well buddhism isn't a religion it's a philosophy well rather um humanist philosophy well is it a human philosophy or is it an alien philosophy that humans adapted this sounds more like a deep dive than it does a current event i mean that's all we have though that's really (laughs) well you planted the seed so let's look further into that it, uh, but it's really interesting. Um, if you guys want to read more about it, it's on our on our links, which you can find in our episode description. And um, maybe visit there sometime. I would love to go to Thailand. 
I've been to Thailand. Have I've been you? to uh, Koh Samui. It's an island in the that uh, bay. I can't remember what's bay. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was really fun. Oh, okay. It was a you know touristy resort area. It was beautiful. Cool. Yeah. You've been all over the place. That's nuts. Yeah, I've been to a few. Well, um, I'm really pleased with your current event. Yeah? Yeah. You know why? Because you're talking about aliens? Yeah, boy! Great. <laughs> you're not excited. Why are you not excited? Amazing. You know how much I love aliens. Yeah, and by love, I'm... I think you actually do, but you're also terrified. I am. I do not love them. I am extremely interested, and I think there's a lot to talk about and dissect with the topic of aliens. But they scare me more than anything else that we talk about on this podcast, <laughs> because well, I what... think they're they're the most real. Likely. Like they're the most they're real. Like I just I believe wholeheartedly that they are real and they are here on Earth doing something. I'm not sure of the extent of their interaction, but there's something happening that we're just not sure of. That's why they scare me so much. Well, friend, what is fear but really intense love? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, you're going to love it because I'm going to talk all about alien abductions <laughs> today. Oh, yay. Yay. I have been amped. To talk about this since we started this podcast. You're just doing a bunch of alien abductions? Are you doing five. one? Five? I'm doing That's five. That's a lot. Okay. I mean, the only the one story is super long. And it's like, honestly, all the research that I have combined is like half of what I had for the mermaid episode. So it'll be all right. Okay. All right. But are, cool. are they like pretty well-known abduction stories or did are they lesser? The first or... one is. All right. The right, rest are not, and one of them really surprised me because it's someone that I've heard of. Oh, interesting. Like, in pop culture. Okay. So we'll get there. Um, but anyway, alien abduction, so I'm sure everybody listening, you know that that's, like, a thing. It's, like, a trope in sci-fi films. Right? You agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's real. It happens. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's movies like The Fourth Kind, and then... Never watch that. Yeah, Don't it's really it. terrifying. Don't um watch that movie. and I'm not even a scaredy cat when it comes to horror movies, but ye. Um the first episode of South Park had Cartman getting an anal probe from aliens. Of course. So today we're gonna talk about the real stuff. So hold on to your butts. Okay. Yeah. Alright, story number one. This is the quintessential, like if you've heard about a real-life alien abduction, it's probably this one. It was a couple, and their Betty names... and Betty? Yep, Barney and Betty Hill. Barney and Betty. Barney and Betty. Sounds like a, like a sitcom. Yeah. I almost did this for a deep dive a while ago. Oh. Yeah, well, I still have the research for it. I think I... I don't know why I stopped. I think I was just like, this is... I think I found it, like, repetitive. I was like, we get it. You got abducted. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's it just why... wasn't enough for a deep dive, so that's why you did multiple. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I was thinking that like I'd start with this one and then we get into more obscure stuff because okay. if by chance listeners you've heard this story, you just skip ahead a couple minutes, I guess. Um, but this happened in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, so Mid Atlantic East Coast. On September night in 1961, they were on the way home from a spontaneous trip to Niagara Falls. Their delayed honeymoon, and I think that's really sweet. It is. That I guess they never got a honeymoon, so they're like, you know what? I love you. Let's go on a trip. I Why guess not is what do spontaneous vacations all the time. Yeah, it's awesome. So they were driving down the road, and it was a winding country mountain road, and they hadn't seen a car for a long time, like miles, and there was a strange light in the sky that it seemed like it was following their car. That alone would freak me out, and not even for alien reasons, but just thinking that, like, deranged people. Oh, I know. Could and be. And that's, it's frustrates me so much about the story, because they stopped, didn't they? They stopped their car? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Why would you do that? 
<laughs> you, I guess you it was like 1959 me. and people were more like trusting back then. That but... was stupid. People were also getting killed back then too. So and people, yeah, but it, I think it's just that news is so much more popular and we all know we have these true crime podcasts now and we all know all the crime that happens and so we're all more scared all the time yeah we're we're solving murders eating snacks on the couch nowadays it's not yeah the same. <laughs> okay so they're they're driving and at first it seemed like it might be like a shooting star but it grew larger and brighter the more they were driving so drive that's faster drive yeah, right. faster don't stop. Well, here's the thing about ridiculous men. Barney was a ridiculous man. And because he was an avid oh, plane watcher and a World War II vet, I think in his head, he thought he was like the expert. And he's like, no, there's nothing to worry about. It's fine. It's probably just a satellite that went off its course. Barney. Yeah. You dummy. So the light kept moving with the car as they went down the road cat and mouse blah 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 they pulled over at a road stop to get a closer look this part makes me laugh they had binoculars i guess everyone in the 50s had binoculars in their car i have never uh, i have binoculars in my car oh do you yes oh well, you, you also go camping a lot yeah. yeah you always keep like a binoculars you're you're like a knife Water. Well, I always have a knife. I just never thought I need binoculars for anything. It's good maybe, to have. Maybe I need to invest. Anyway, that that's my problem, not yours. Um, <laughs> Betty saw the white light was really an object spinning in the air. The night was too quiet for a helicopter, a plane, or a jet. So no aircraft possible, right? At least human aircraft. They get back in the car and they continue driving. So they stopped. They went to look. They're like, wow, it's something spinning. And then they kept on driving. The object is hovering above the trees about 100 feet up. Barney stopped the car and he kept the engine running. He shoved a handgun into his pocket and rushed into a dark field, leaving her alone in the car. God, Barney. I know. That's literally the worst thing. (laughs) He did all the wrong things. What a fucking... This is when we talk about toxic masculinity. This is a good example. This is it. Because he was like, that crazy thing I don't understand in the sky, I'm going to run away from my wife and shoot at it. Like, I just, I don't see any logic. There's no logic. It's all just like, I am man. I shoot things. We're just going to get more and more angry with the story as we continue. Barney. He saw a jet-sized object that was round and flat as a pancake. To me, sounds like the very um, cliche UFO. Mm-hmm. Behind rows of windows, gray uniformed beings seemed to look right at Barney. Barney tried to lift his hand to his pistol, but he couldn't do it. A voice told him not to put down his binoculars. Like, mm-hmm. how scary is that? You're like, looking to see what's going on and some voice pops into your head i'm guessing and it's like no keep looking yeah Uh, okay i don't like that (laughs) i don't like that so uh anyway he was thinking oh shit we're about to be captured so he starts yelling hysterically he ran back to the car and they barreled down the road (laughs) betty tracked the craft while he was driving she craned her head out of the car window to like get a better look Loud rhythmic beeps sounded from the car's truck. Then the couple felt instantly drowsy and they lost consciousness. Mm-hmm. So they returned to their house hours later and they kind of blacked out a couple of hours. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they have a dog with them? I don't remember reading about a dog. Oh, maybe that was a different story. Okay. Continue. Um. But yeah, they they felt dirty. Their watches had stopped working, which I think that's crazy if like two people's watches are stopping at the same time. That's Mm -hmm. kind of a weird coincidence. Yeah. But his shoes were scuffed and her dress was ripped. A couple of hours of the drive were gone from their memories. They had a psychiatrist help them to remember the story. Gray Mm -hmm. beings with large eyes that walked them into the ship 
that was as wide as their house was long. Now, once they got into the ship, they were separated, taking turns in an exam room that had curved walls and a large light hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Then, well, I guess one at a time, they were asked to climb up on a metal table. And during the exam, the beings removed their clothes, plucked strands of their hair, took clippings of their nails and scraped their skin. The samples were placed on like a clear material, sort of like a glass slide. Mm -hmm. Needles connected to long wires probed their heads, their arms, their legs and their spines. One large needle, about four to six inches long, was inserted into Betty's belly. It was basically a pregnancy test. How does she know that? I guess instinct is what she's going by. But throughout um, a being that both of them called the leader watched from the side, I guess, to like watch the underlings perform all of these things. Mm hmm. After Betty's exam ended, the beings rushed back into her room excited. They discovered that Barney's teeth could be removed. <laughs> I'm guessing that he Do had dentures. He dentures? Yeah. It, that's hilarious because that, that would totally happen to my husband. <laughs> uh, yeah. Explaining that uh, Barney had dentures, a fact of human aging, and the beings didn't seem to understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Betty laughed about it. Uh, the being joked with her saying, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. So, uh, I guess they had a cute little conversation and that's kind of nice. They're, they don't seem to be yeah. totally evil aliens. Yeah. I think that's the weirdest thing about this story is that like Benny was like just chatting with them like the whole time. Like she was just having like... <laughs> What are you guys up to? Oh, you're profit? Oh, that's pregnancy. Oh, cool. Oh, like, oh dentures. If anyone's, <laughs> like, if anyone's shoving needles in me, even if it's my own doctor and part of a human normal exam, I'm like not happy or wanting to talk no, to them about it. Oh, we're not joking it. with them. We're not giggling. Yeah, so anyway, um, under hypnosis, she drew a map that, like a star map to say like where the ship was. In 1965, the Hill story was picked up by a Boston newspaper. Then it blew up, became the subject of a book called The Interrupted Journey. And the author of that is John G. Fuller, if anyone's curious. And a movie starring James Earl Jones, who was the voice of Darth Vader and Mufasa. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I know this is a totally different thing, but it reminds me of what happened to the folks that Amityville happened to in real life where it was this sensational thing because the media just like picked up on it. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, they were examined, their memories were erased, blah, blah, blah. Uh, project blue book. I know we talked about that back in the Roswell episode. Mm -hmm. This was one of those cases and it was the first publicized alien abduction account. Um, one thing I found interesting about it is that their story had a lot of parallels with some like media versions of alien life, mm -hmm. such as, where was it? I think it was an episode of some TV show, uh, the 1953 film Invaders of Mars, and then an episode of the science fiction anthology, The Outer Limits. I used to watch The Outer Limits, yeah had similar similarities with her story yeah with their story so like mm. it's possible that it could have been influenced by that right like the coincidences were a bit much right well i guess did both of their stories line up like the whole time did they have a lot of like differing things about it or no uh, I can't say exactly i didn't get to listen to any audio tapes or anything but i can tell you that um, NICAP scientific advisor cross-examined them and did find their account to be credible. Like, so, you know, while, while their work went... Or, or he well, talked just, to both of them just and that, found that they weren't lying. Yeah, that they were being honest about it. At oh, least okay. to, they believed that that's what happened to them, at least. 
Oh, okay. But Project Blue Book eventually dismissed it, saying that um, the craft could have been natural causes. That they were the seeing craft? the planet Jupiter the entire time. That's so ridiculous. That's how I to feel. Say. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, nah, you just saw Jupiter. It was just Jupiter <laughs> doing experiments on you. Did you know that Jupiter's kind of an asshole? <laughs> Well, I also read on this case that they they're they were an interracial couple in the fifties, so they oh yeah had a a lot of stress just from being you know society's pressures on them um would give them a lot of stress, so that was evidence for the like shared psychosis, like they both imagined this, and like you said that um that parts of their story shared stuff with, you know, past media or whatever. Um, So I think, I think there is a strong case for it being psychosis or being a delusion, you know? Yeah. But there's nothing that supports that it was Jupiter that they just saw and decided was a fucking UFO. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, you, well, everyone should know if they've listened to us talk about aliens in the past. We're not big fans of the Air Force programs that deal oh. with with extraterrestrial oh. life. They seem to really be full of shit a lot of the time. Really? Ridiculous. And they have the worst excuses. Oh, it's a weather balloon. Oh, it's Come a weather on. balloon. Oh, it's Jupiter. It just Jupiter shows how little they think of our intelligence. They're like, yeah, just tell them it's Jupiter. They'll believe it. Yeah. <laughs> they think we're so fucking stupid. Well, and apparently um, Betty said that she was visited multiple times in the decades after that, too. Like, that wasn't her oh, only really? experience. Well, didn't he die pretty soon after? Or he died long before she did. Yeah. I can't remember what he died of, though. Yeah, I think but, it was yeah. heart problems or something that, you know, old people get. Yeah, okay. he, you know what? He died of embarrassment because the aliens pulled his dentures out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I also read that he, at some point, like, basically retracted everything he said. Um, yeah, but is that because it didn't happen or is it because no. of the pressure? I think it was because of that. his toxic masculinity. His toxic oh, yeah? masculinity. He couldn't handle the fact that he believed or was probed in the butt. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. It never happened. <laughs> um, and yeah. then just like left his wife out in the cold because she was till to her deathbed she was very adamant that it was completely real so yeah i'm on her side (laughs) he was a fucking dick (laughs) the moral story pulling over with your gun and your binoculars and leaving her alone in the car douchebag (laughs) all right well let's move to story number two all right all right this one happened in berkshire county massachusetts Something about East Coast, it seems to be. Yeah. Um, it started with UFO sightings. September 1st, 1969. Multiple people reported seeing it. Spotted lights. Many witnesses said that the lights were shaped in a way that it could have been a disc-shaped craft maneuvering in unprecedented ways. Mm. Can I just say I hate that word after living through 2020? unprecedented unprecedented times we live in unprecedented times so buy a guinness yeah annoying yeah go buy a guinness really though hey that was every ad unemployment through through the roof times fucking go to rite aid yep unemployment's through the roof and they're like unprecedented times buy a car today Uh, Okay, so this kid, he was nine years old. His name was Thomas Reed. He was in the car with his mom, his brother, and his grandmother that night. They saw the glowing orbs dash out of the trees off the side of the road. They approached Sheffield Bridge. Thomas said, reflecting on the incident, it came to a stop right off the side of the road. Everything got really calm. It was like being in the middle of a hurricane. There was a barometric change in pressure. It was just like a dead silence. Then, 
there was an eruption of crickets and frogs and it got really loud and that was it. And that was it. That's what he said. Then the family found themselves back in the car. But again, the memory lapsed like two hours. They don't remember. Oh, oh, yeah. Now, his mom and grandmother had somehow switched car seats. Whoa. Yeah. Over time, they started to remember stuff, though. So they remembered being in a hangar like facility with other people. There must have been. Yeah, there must have been 20 or 30 sketches that were drawn by children in our fourth grade class from what they saw, Thomas said. They hung underneath the class board in Sheffield Center School. More than one of those hang in the Roswell Museum today. People don't realize the significance of this. It wasn't just us. It was like the whole town. Yeah. Whoa. But I'm guessing that... um. Whatever, I guess Sheffield would probably be the name of the town. Wherever it was in this county in Mass, they were they probably weren't in a city. They were probably rural enough where the culture of that town is you don't talk about the weird stuff. Right. And in the late yeah. 60s, I imagine it's probably still really controversial to talk about. Oh, definitely. That. Yeah. Yeah. That one I thought was pretty creepy. Oh, that's it? That's that. Yeah, that's pretty wild, though. I've never mm-hmm. heard of one where it was, like, uh, so many people. Yeah, like, half a town. Like, this whole town of elementary school kids are all coming up with similar drawings without having talked to each other about it. Oh. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't know. Could that be rationalized as, like, the kids started sharing stories of aliens and, you know, how kids talk right possibly Um, possibly so i guess i wonder what the adults if they ever like confirmed this or they just never wanted to talk about it Uh, that's interesting though Mm Hmm. and i feel like if you're gonna lie like if if the family or whoever is gonna go to the media or to the roswell museum and be like well i got abducted if you're going to lie about it for fame or something, you don't say that 20 other people were there because no, that's... No, because then you could get called out on your bullshit, like, really right. easily. Yeah, so, like, that story just doesn't seem like a lie. Like, it just doesn't seem like something someone would make up. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, this one is the one that I am most excited about because I actually knew who this person was. Oh, Okay. All right, this guy's name, Whitley Stryber. He's a horror writer. Oh. Um, he's most famous for his novels The Wolfen and The Hunger. The reason I know who he is is um, his book, The Hunger, got turned into a movie that had David Bowie in it. Oh. <laughs> it's like a vampire film. I think it's really cool. It, it has probably one of the, like, sexiest, like, 80s-tastic <laughs> openings to a film ever. They're playing, like... Um, the Bauhaus song Bella Lugosi's dead and like everybody's like making out in like this room where there's like sheets and steam and like mm, very it's great. 80s. Yeah, yeah very 80s. It. It's it's great. <laughs> anyway, point being, I knew who this guy was. I got excited. So he said that his writing streak was interrupted one night in the late 80s by an alien abduction. While he was writing? Yeah. Like during it? I guess, yeah. Oh. So he actually recounted this in a nonfiction book that he wrote titled Communion, and that came out in 1987. The alleged incident occurred on December 26, 1985, as Stryber slept alone in his cabin in the woods. Okay, so I guess it wasn't while he was writing, but while he was on a writing retreat. Oh, okay. While he was sleeping. Got it. Uh, Yeah. So he woke up to a strange noise and he saw a small non-human entity approaching his bed. Disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. That literally like gave me the chills and made me look over my shoulder cuz it's just like that <laughs> I hate that. Suddenly it was morning. So I guess he saw this thing and didn't remember anything. He da, woke da, up feeling da. 
Yeah, what happened? What happened to him, Jesse? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> he woke up feeling disoriented and oddly aggressive. Oh, so he's definitely you. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> I wake up every- today. I woke up and I was like, I'm strangely not in a horrible mood. When I woke up. Yeah. I mean, I spend the night at your place enough to know that I shouldn't talk to you when you're first waking up for like no, at least no a half one should. An hour. I wake up mad. I, I wake yeah. up pissed off. <laughs> Attack the day. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you, day. Give me your goddamn problems. I thought you were going to say, give me your money. <laughs> give me your fucking money. <laughs> I okay. wake up with a gun and I bolt up in bed. Give me your fucking money. <laughs> I'm so glad that's not the case. <laughs> Side note. Uh, last time I stayed at your place and I was sleeping in the camper you guys have on the side of your house. Yeah. I didn't think to lock it. Oh, yeah, you should have locked it. <laughs> yeah, like I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, man. What if someone just walked in here? I should have really locked it. <laughs> you should have locked that, yeah. Anyway, so a few months later, he went through a session of regressive hypnosis. Oh. So this brought back the memories of the visitors entering his home and abducting him. However, this was not the only encounter that he had. June 6, 1998, in a hotel room. It's always when he's out of town. Like, maybe he should just go home and not go anywhere. Yeah. I might leave him alone. Yeah. He says, I got up to open the door, thinking it was the room service waiter. It was not. It was a man I described as about five and a half feet tall, older looking, like someone in his 70s. He wore dark colored clothing, a turtleneck, and charcoal slacks. He then claimed that the visitor stood motionless by the window for nearly an hour. Expounding uh, on the dangers of creating an intelligence more evolved than its creator. What? Yeah, so um, Stryber said it was the most extraordinary conversation he has ever had in his life. So this older looking gentleman was standing by the window without, like, moving for an hour, having a conversation with him about the dangers of creating evolved intelligence, which which sounds to me like they're warning that humans shouldn't get into AI. Yeah. Is the way I read that. Why was he warning him? Him. He's a writer. He's not developing AI. He's not developing AI, but maybe the alien was trying to get the message to him that he should write a cautionary tale that mm. might influence future scientists. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. But that that's all I had for that one. I was just like, damn. That's, that's crazy. Why would... Okay, so this guy. Do we think this guy's an alien? Or he was sent by aliens? Uh, he looks like a guy, but I think that there's a pretty high potential for aliens to be able to shape shift into human form. No problem. Right, right, right. Okay. Because um, if they're that okay. advanced. So either way, this message we assume was coming from aliens. Yeah. Either directly or indirectly. So I'm wondering why, what, what, hmm. <laughs> What of the aliens are trying... It's almost like the aliens created this AI or whatever. Like, they made the mistake of creating a higher intelligence. And now they're trying to warn humans to not make the same mistake. I think like, so, yeah. I'm, is he, like, in, implying that the aliens created human intelligence? I think maybe the alien's understanding of time might be different than what we experience. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, so, like, if everything's linear for us, then maybe they've been able to see the future and they know how humankind turns on right. itself because of this technology. Right. They can see, 
different timelines and they know that if we do that technology bad things will happen it's either that it's either that or they could be aliens that are like the the sole survivors of their planet Mm, that's interesting yeah so like if you know they're alderaan or whatever gone right (laughs) star wars whatever but uh they they come to us and they're like listen we just went through some shit and you guys seem like at at heart you're pretty good beings so let us tell you that like be careful i don't i feel like though okay if these aliens really understand human nature, which I would assume they do if they're almost, you know, outside of our dimension and can study us at multiple timelines, I think they would know us pretty well. And they would know that if they tell us not to do something, we want to do it more than ever. So <laughs> not every I human think this is alien. <laughs> I think that's just humanity as a whole. That's a, yeah. it is a generalization, but humanity as a whole, if you tell us not to do something, uh <laughs> we want to we're curious. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So him being like, point. hey, you guys shouldn't make an AI, it's almost like he's like nudging us to be like, go make a fucking AI, bro. <laughs> you know what it is? The aliens managed to like get some satellite reruns of the shows like Jackass and Ridiculousness, and it's like uh-huh. we need to warn them. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, that's only three out of five. I still got two more. All right. Okay. This one, and again, we're still on the east side of the country. God, I really need to move. Um, Pascula Pascagoula river mississippi yeah pascagoula that sounds like a cheese pascagoula Pascagoula. river mississippi yeah so uh this happened to some fishermen Mm. their names were calvin parker and charles hickson parker saw blue lights reflected in the water while they were fishing his first thought was that the police had come to instruct them to leave Like, maybe they were on the water after hours or something. Right. Right, right. Yeah, he said, a big light came out of the clouds. It was a blinding light. It was hard to tell with the light so bright, but it looked like it was shaped like a football. I would say, just estimating, it was about 80 feet. Okay. It made very little sound. It was just like a hissing noise. Hmm. Okay, so Parker then said that three legless creatures floated out of the vessel toward him. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Legless. Yeah. Uh, They had mitten-shaped claws. One was neckless and gray, and the other appeared to be more feminine. When one of them tried to wrap its hands around his neck, his fear oddly subsided. Okay. He believes that they injected him and his friend with something to calm them like a sedative. He went numb and went along with whatever was going on. Parker alleged that he and Hickson were taken aboard the alien vessel and experimented on. A machine resembling a giant eye looked over his entire body like a scan. Surrounded by... Huh? I was just... This is weird. Like... This is unlike any abduction story I've heard before so far. Totally. Um, Surrounded by inhuman, five-foot-tall, monopedal beings. Oh, they had one leg. They're like a slug. Right. Suddenly, they were back on the riverbank as though nothing happened. So then they went to the cops. Yeah. I just don't know if I do. Anyway, yeah, they went to the Jackson County Sheriff's Office and they reported it. Now, here's what I find peculiar about this story. And I'm not trying to necessarily say that someone's a liar, but after Hickson, the friend, died in 2011, Parker wrote a book about it in 2018. So I think it's interesting that he waited until the only other witness to the incident died to try to make money off of this thing. Uh, okay. I could I could also make the argument that he didn't want, or the other, Hickson, 
the one Hickson's the one who died. Yeah. Hickson didn't want like the public publicity or something, and he was being respectful. Okay. I hope that's what it was. I don't know which one. I'm just I'm just making the other side of the argument. But yeah, I did I did find it interesting as you did in the way that like those aliens don't sound like the other stories we've heard and their technology doesn't exactly sound like the other things we've heard. No, the eye scan, eye thing scan, that's wild. That's really cool. That's interesting. They had one leg. I'm imagining like a slug with like just a lump for a head because he said they have no necks. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, have... he said the ones that came out there didn't have legs at all. So I'm imagining they're more like floating torsos. And the ones that were on the ship running the experiments had one leg. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so one more, and I'm happy about this because it takes place far, far, far away from where we live. Uh, this one is in Sightgreaves National Forest in Herber, Arizona. Okay. November 5th, 1975, Travis Walton was supposedly abducted and didn't return for five days. Whoa. Yeah, most of these seem like people black out for a couple hours, then they're back to doing what they were doing. Now, this yeah. guy was dismissed as a mentally unstable liar, but Walton chronicled his alien stories in The Walton Experience three years later, which was a book adapted into the science fiction classic movie Fire in the Sky. Oh. I haven't seen it. I feel like I might have watched it once and fell asleep, so I'm probably the wrong person <laughs> I probably will never watch it if it's about aliens. No thanks. Pass. Hard pass. Okay. So let, let's get to his abduction. It began after a long day's work. Walton was with a six-man group of loggers. So they do hard labor and all that. They were returning home when they spotted a shiny disc spanning 40 feet in diameter, hovering in the sky above them. It was metallic. It was glowing, and it was making very strange sounds. Okay. He said, the closer I got to it, the more scared we all got, and they were swearing at me to get away from there. And when I got up close, it suddenly got louder and started to move. Why were you walking towards it? Right. Men. <laughs> Maybe. So that is when those beings abducted him and experimented on him until he fought them off. He has maintained. He, fought them? he, he fought said them. he fought them. Okay. Yeah, he's maintained this claim for 45 years. So he's consistent, if nothing else. But they've, <laughs> they were poking and prodding at him on a table. Five days elapsed on Earth, where Walton was officially declared missing. And his co-workers became the suspects while he was gone. Mm. Um, he said, yeah. I became conscious inside the craft and I believed I was in the hospital at first. I was in a lot of pain. And as I became more conscious, I looked around and I saw alien beings and I panicked. They were much smaller than me. And I think that's the reason they gave up. He said he hit one of them. I think that's bullshit, but okay. Smack an alien. Uh, <laughs> Once they found out they couldn't control me, they split. I was absolutely <laughs> terrified, he said. Now, I'm, while this... I don't want to believe this story just because this sounds like something he would make up. Like, this sounds... He's like, oh, they abducted me and I fought him off like a man. Well, I'm like, who <laughs> right. has the balls to smack an alien? Like, uh, The alien would never let you. Like, I feel like you're, <laughs> the alien would have taken precautions yeah, so they, that you they cannot. Would, they would go about abducting us in the same way that animal control goes about safely getting exactly. a stray animal. Exactly. You're, you are exactly right. Right. <laughs> anyway. So while all this shit is supposedly happening, he's opening a can of whoop ass on these aliens. 
his colleagues are being questioned by the cops and they're getting psych evals and uh and his colleagues no, 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 corroborated sorry. his no, story. Sorry. Okay, so uh yeah, they corroborated and when once Walton reappeared, that's when the investigation started and polygraphs, psyche vows, and physical exams were happening to him once he got back. Hmm. So for five days, the authorities thought he'd been murdered by his co-workers, and then all of a sudden he appeared again. Wow. All the co-workers that witnessed it, they took polygraphs, and all of them passed except for one, and that was inconclusive. Mm-hmm. Curiously, later research conducted at the site of the abduction showed an unusual growth rate in the trees where the craft had allegedly hovered. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah, it was those trees were producing wood fiber at a rate 36 times greater than they had decades prior. Ooh, that's weird. Oh, yeah. I still want to think he's lying, though, because, okay, maybe he was abducted, but I don't think he was smacking aliens around. Like, no. No. I think he was probably anal probed and his toxic masculinity didn't allow him to come out with that part of the story. So he was like, oh, what Oh, what they do to you on the table? He's like, oh, I, I smacked him. I, I punched him because like, he couldn't say yeah. what actually happened. That's yeah. And he's like, oh, they let me go because I just beat the shit out of him so good. <laughs> Shut up. I'm living for your impression of this guy is like. This, like, perfect macho douchebag. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. And I was like, where's my man witch? (laughs) I beat that alien's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's all I got. So those are five little examples of what the aliens have done to us. Ugh question what would okay so say you're out fishing you no. get abducted sure um or you don't really remember what happened but you know a couple hours later you wake up on the shore with no memory of what happened what do you do who do you go to uh that's hard for me to answer because i honestly see no point in calling the police about it because what are they going to do yeah and i also don't want to go to the military because i don't really trust that they're going to do anything either yeah i think i would go to the cops just because i wouldn't know what else i could do you know i would be so freaked out i would be like something happened oh my god like cops like that's just the first thing i would i'm like emergency mode Call 911. Like, I don't know. Part of And I wants... agree, they probably wouldn't do anything. They probably wouldn't help me at all. But no, I still probably would do it. No, like, part of me wants to say that I would be that person to, like, immediately go home and start trying to do the research myself to figure out what happened. Yeah. But I don't know. That That's just such a wild scenario that I don't know that I would be that secure in my safety. Right. To just go home after that? I couldn't go home. Okay. Uh, well, uh, no, I would go home. If I, if I was somewhere else and I would go to the cops and then I would go home. And then I'd probably be Googling shit and then I'd report it to MUFON. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, here's yeah. here's the first thing I'd do. I'd FaceTime you. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. No, I'm serious. Because, like, if I I think if I seriously, and you can tell when I'm being serious, if I FaceTimed you and I'm freaked out and I'm like, dude, I was abducted by aliens, you would absolutely be on board with what the fuck I was going through. Yeah. <laughs> terrified. Yeah. Like, everybody's got to have that one friend that they yeah. can call. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you would talk me into going to the cops about it. Maybe. I mean, if if I lost time, I would go to the cops in any fashion. If I lost, like, two hours, I would probably go to the cops regardless of what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, I'd be curious to get just, like, a total tox screen on my body to make sure that I didn't have, like, implants or, like, sedatives or anything. Yeah. They don't do that, though. You would have to, like, go to your doctor because the cops wouldn't do it. 
Well, and honestly, the doctor's probably going to fight you about it, too. Yeah. Unless you go in there. Schedule an appointment with your general practitioner first, and then you can go to the specialist like three weeks from then. And by that point, all of the alien toxins are out of your body. You couldn't say it for an implant, but I, I think it'd be totally plausible to go to an emergency room and say, I think someone slipped something in my drink. Mm, like that go. could be yeah. a loophole to get them to do a talk screen on you to say, like, I think I was drugged and I don't know what it was. That's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. That That's what you do. All right. If anyone gets abducted by an alien. Go to the go ER to about it first. Yeah, or yeah, patient ER first. Yeah, go to patient first if you have bad insurance, like most of us do in this country. I would go to patient first. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad I kind of freaked you out and entertained Mm. you. Yeah. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, we're excited to bring you Shitty Cryptid because we have a special guest. Special guest. Stay tuned. Now it's time for Shitty Cryptid. We have this thing called the Shitty Cryptid Generator, where it's basically Mad Libs, and it's going to spit out a few things. One of us, or a guest, will have to create some kind of weird origin story of this thing. It's fun for everyone, and you'll hear it right after a word from our sister podcast. On a dark night, you make a wrong turn on the highway and find yourself alone on a country road. You're unnerved, but the road is too narrow to turn around. As your tires crunch over the gravel, you turn the radio up to calm your nerves, and all you find is static. As you reach the end of the dial, you stumble upon a show you, nor almost anyone, has ever heard. Congratulations, you've stumbled upon the Lost Signal, a midnight sanctuary of terrifying audio plays to chill and fulfill. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now it is time for Shitty Cryptid of the Week, and this week we have a guest. His name is Chase from The Chase and Shep Show. Hi, Chase. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. Oh, good. Do you want to talk a little about your show? Uh, yeah, I uh, I co-host uh, the Chase and Shep show with Shep, my co-host. Hmm. Uh, we are uh, we we started out reviewing uh, Christmas themed horror movies, and uh, we have <laughs> I love have that. Since, <laughs> That's awesome. We have since uh, grown into a variety show of sorts. Uh, and we cover all sorts of topics, like um, we do Mental Health Mondays. Uh, we're getting ready to do our first scripted uh, series uh, that drops this July as well, called uh, Chase and Shep's Summer Camp of Horrors. Why? Very cool. Oh, that sounds yeah. so cool. So for, um, for Christmas horror movies, I figure you probably covered Black Christmas first. We, we did all three versions of Black Christmas for... Uh, our first 25 slaves of christmas so that's awesome (laughs) i like the original a lot really cool i i am an oddball and i actually like the newest version the best really yeah i don't hear that a lot (laughs) Uh, no you don't (laughs) it may have helped the order i watched them it was like i think that was the first one i watched oh well yeah then that's closest to your heart i get that yeah it was it was like all in the same week yeah, so. that that's how I was with um with House of Haunted Hill. I saw the like nineteen ninety nine version first, so that's the one I liked the most. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you feel, but if you're ready for a shitty cryptid, I have one for you. Let's do it. Cool. So tell me about the PP sickly urn of the cracker cracker barrel gift shop. What? I'll say that again because it's a tongue twister. <laughs> Tell me about the PP Sickly Urn of the Cracker Barrel Gift Shop. 
the PP sickly urn of the Cracker Barrel gift shop. Yes, you got it. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I was just at Cracker Barrel like yesterday. Oh, perfect. Uh, and uh, I saw that thing right there in the gift shop. Uh, definitely, it, it's exactly what it sounds like uh, an urn with a sickly uh, tea smell to it. Um, quite disturbing. Mostly from the smell. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and nobody knows who exactly resides in the urn uh, or their origins. So how much is it? How much is the urn? Yeah, like what's the price tag if it's in the gift shop? Honestly, uh, my eyes were watering so much <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> All right. So it's like a test almost. Like if you it, can muster up the courage to go over and look at it, then you've earned the right to buy the urn. It is. Lord knows I tried. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I mean, did you like just... alert an employee like, hey, just so you know, that urn smells really bad. It's like they know they just choose to ignore it. You know, <laughs> they're not paid enough. They, they're not. <laughs> cool. So is there pee inside it? You know, it doesn't seem that way. Uh, it, it really just seems like it's on the outside of the urn. Oh, um, so someone peed on it. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a, a desecration thing or a like a seal, like some sort of witchcraft, but it reeks. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. How did it get there? Yeah. I, I, one, one would have to assume it was in somebody's home and they just said, I can't have this here. Um, <laughs> had to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, as to why they dropped it off at Cracker Barrel of all places, I don't know. Uh, just element of surprise, I suppose. Just you wouldn't see it coming. Maybe it was it was grandma's favorite place. That's where she loved to be in life. Oh. True. Yeah. True. Maybe maybe the person who who does reside in the urn was a big fan of Cracker Barrel. Ah, uh, that would make sense. That that they their final resting place. And I'm just speculating, but I I would I would also assume that the the piss smell is the you know keep people at bay just in case somebody does try to remove the urn. From oh, oh, interesting. It's like a protective thing. Yeah. So no one can take it away. Oh, that's that's interesting. What does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's just you know your run of the mill vase looking urn. It's got a lid on it. Okay. Uh, just, just, it's just a regular urn. Nothing, nothing too special. A little sticky on the outside. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's, you'll get that from all the the piss on it. But. <laughs> so, who peed on it? I, you know, that's part of the mystery. Um, mm. Like I said, I don't know if it was was a desecration thing, like a revenge, like perhaps. Uh, the pee belongs to an enemy of the person inside the urn. Or, you know, it was something the person in the urn wanted. Who knows? Maybe this was their last will and testament. Piss on my urn and put me in a sucker barrel. I like that. I like that version. That it was a, a like a defensive willing pee to keep the urn in the cracker barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I almost want that to be my final will and testament. Yeah. yeah. Would it be a Cracker Barrel or somewhere else? It'd have to. I'm at Cracker Barrel enough, as is, yeah. that uh, absolutely just piss on my ashes and leave me here. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that, oh, that'd be good that. on, like, uh, if you wanted an engraving on your urn. Like, that's a good, good quote. Definitely. Piss Definitely. on my I think... ashes and leave me here. <laughs> instructions for the living <laughs> right hmm. I think mine would have to be at an olive garden 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. place for you. Would it be like a fancy urn? I, I want, no, I, I want my urn to just be there like clear plastic salad bowls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would it smell like olive oil? No, someone has to pee on it to protect it so no one removes me from the Olive Garden. Yeah, but would you like instruct them to like eat so much Olive Garden that when they pee on your urn that it would smell vaguely like vinaigrette? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> cool. Well, you already know what I'm going to say. Waffle House. Yeah, I want my urn to uh to be at a Waffle House. And I mean, yeah. I want it to hold my ashes proper, but I guess if I want to be in the same tradition as Waffle House, could you just like pour my ashes into like an empty waffle iron and clamp it shut? <laughs> just make waffles out of out of your ashes or something? Yeah. Oh. Totally. Interesting. That's bold. Yeah, I just I don't want any pee involved, but you can just pour like right. a little extra maple syrup on top. Yeah, I don't think that would work at Waffle House anyways. Waffle House probably just already smells like piss. So That's true. The 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 urn thing wouldn't it would cancel out. Yeah, I mean I think that's part of the charm, but that's just me. The pee smell. <laughs> yeah. It's why do you uh -huh. think I, I continue to go? It's for the um for the hash browns and for the ambiance. And part of that ambiance is um is pee. I don't know if 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 a place is willing to call themselves Waffle House, you'd think they'd have chicken and waffles on their menu, and I just doesn't sit well with me. What? They don't. That they don't. surprises me. Yeah, they should. I mean, their waffles are good, but I would be a little chicken? happier, huh? They don't have any chicken. Uh, I don't think so. At least, like, that's nothing I ever wanted to order there. I've gotten burgers there that are good. I've uh, the fact that I can go to an international house of pancakes and get chicken and waffles, but not at a waffle. House. It just it just se it seems wrong. Oh, you're fancy. Yeah, that, you don't even say wrong. IHOP. You're like international house of pancakes. <laughs> I, I had to be clear what they sell. Oh yeah, they they're, they're they did not, change they're it. They're not a waffle establishment. They are no. a pancake establishment with chicken and waffles. They're more ahead of the game than Waffle House. Yeah, and I mean, IHOP yeah. was even like International House of Burgers for like a couple of weeks, and they still did waffles. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's uh, pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, but thanks for making that good, because I can tell you, if someone handed me that cryptid, I wouldn't have made it as fun as you did. Well. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. That's what I do. Totally. Peonerns. <laughs> In a, in a cracker barrel. The, mis the mystery has been unveiled. I I was the one. I was the one that peed <laughs> in the urn. Uh, now you're not allowed back at cracker No, it's a, it's a damn shame. Little did you know that your piss was magic. Right. My, <laughs> my ashes are also in the urn. It's all a time loop sort of situation. What? Oh. Right. They, they can't kick me out of cracker barrel if they try. Looper. Oh, that's perfect if you want to be in your favorite restaurant for eternity. Piss on my ashes and leave me here. Yep. Love it. Final will and testament of Chase Hod. I wonder what section of the gift shop it is in, though. Because there's like the toy section, and like the candle section, the home goods section. It's probably back with the little weasel with the ball that's been there since like 1999. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. Very familiar. Yeah. And the talking parakeet and all that shit. Oh, yeah. I always wanted one of those. Yeah. The stuff that's literally been on the shelf forever. <laughs> like, who who buys these? I think I did own one of the little, like, weasel balls for a time. Somebody had to. Some, yeah. some, some kid eventually had to be told yes to that. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you got to show me that next time we're hanging out. I don't know where it is. It's gone. Like everything <laughs> that you buy at a Cracker Barrel gift shop, it like disappears mysteriously in a couple years. And you find it like a decade later somewhere in a closet. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Cool. Well, 
I guess we should address our listeners and say thank you for listening to this episode. We're happy to have you. You are the best. And you should be following us on Instagram. If you're not, I don't know why, because that's where we post all the updates and the really cool graphics. That's at Paranerds Podcast. And if you want to send us fan mail, or if you want to be a cryptid guest, feel free. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Indeed. And if you want to check out the Chase and Shep, Sh- Shep show. Oh my gosh, that's a mouthful. Shep show. <laughs> The Chase and Shep Show, facebook.com slash slash Chase and Shep. <laughs> oh, and you have a website. You have an yeah, actual website. Yeah. You're official, man. We 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 do it all, you know. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, we need to get on your level. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's all for Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really it's excited about that, that uh, scripted horror thing you're doing. That's going to be very cool. I'm here yeah, for it. It should be, it should be really awesome. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, 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 it gets released when we want it to. Mm. Uh, we're we're aiming the release on Fourth of July. Oh, so. okay. And then every Friday after that, a new episode oh, wow. every Friday after that. How many episodes is it? Uh, it'll be ten episodes. It'll run wow. all the way till the end of August. Nice. That's. Bulky. I like that. I like a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the more, yeah. the better. Right? Yeah, it, it should be pretty crazy. All right, July 4th, 2021. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed. I believe in you. I do too. <laughs> we are fans Thank already. <laughs> we'll, I also we'll, need we'll, to. We'll pick uh, every person we can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you have us, and hopefully all you Paranerds listeners out there, check them out. Um, Chase is very cool. I don't know about Shep. I assume he's cool, too, but... He's he's a resident hippie, so he's, oh, he's perfect. very... Oh, yeah. Very chill, dude. Chill. Awesome. I also, I'm going to check out Mental Health Mondays. If anyone needs it in the world, it's me. I mean, it's definitely same. our most popular uh, of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah, and... With Loki starting back up, we uh, we'll, we'll get back to our weekly Marvel reviews as well. Oh, good, very good, sweet. All right, listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. And um, what's our sign off, Erica? Do we have one? Uh, I think every week we're just like, "Hey, we'll talk to you later." <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Peace. Brought to you by Podlog.